it's it's the value piece right and constantly seeking out to connect others to value um i i break it down like this right there's three things that everybody really at the end of the day kind of look for motivation validation and permission and if i'm able to attack one of those two three is massive right any of those is a success um that allows someone to say hey i got this i can do this i can go down take on this challenge who knows you know i might fail but like i at least have some data points at the end of the day right Ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing this, you have once again tuned the consequence of have a podcast. This is your host, JT. Before we move forward on this, I need you to please stop what you're doing and hit subscribe. I mean, if that is unless you're driving. If you're driving, do, don't do it now. Just wait until you get to where you're going. But um, I need you to hit subscribe and, and go ahead and leave a review. You know, we don't charge anything for this, uh, but... But I have, I, I've got this ask, if you could just do that. And this isn't me looking for validation. It just means something in the whole algorithm, the, the, the odds behind the curtains of podcasting. For whatever reason, it means something. So if you could do that, I would very much appreciate it. Also, I want to say a big thanks to Dr. Teresa Larson and retired Navy SEAL Commander John McCaskill. Uh, they just got done hosting our first meditation, mindfulness, and movement workshop. It happened on the 5th, and it was for veterans and first responders. And I can, I can sincerely say that it was a huge success. You know, there was a lot that went into this. You know, we flew them in from, from Colorado, uh, you know, just a lot of logistics. And this thing was going on, and, and you don't know how it's going to go. But I'm sitting in the back of this classroom, and I'm watching the attendees uh, really, um, you know, have some buy-in to what, what's being taught. And I couldn't help but sit in the back of this classroom and just feel nothing but gratitude and pride for for everything that the, the team at Consequence of Habit has done. So thank you to the volunteers. Thank you for the, the people that helped secure the, the venue. Um, it all. Thank you for, for, for it all. So there's going to be a lot more stuff coming down the pike here. So be sure to, to check out the website. And that's consequenceofhabit.org to see some other upcoming events. Uh, we got some things in the works uh, right now. So all right, that brings us to this week's guest. This week, I have on a fellow podcaster, an active duty military officer, and someone I consider a friend, and that's Tony Nash. Tony is the host of the Got Your Six podcast. He also holds the title of Life, Tac- Life Tactician, which, oh man, I, I need to add that to my resume. It just sounds badass. Uh, Tony is extremely wise for his age. He's, he, well, he's 12. No, that's not true. Um, He's much older than that, but he really is just an incredibly smart, wise person who has lived through some pretty intense stuff. You know, I took nuggets of this of what he was saying, and, and I told him, I, you'll hear it in the interview, that I'm going to play it as, as my own little virtual life coach. Uh, so I hope you guys get as much from this as I did. We're going to take a pause right here to talk about the Patriot Fund. Patriot Fund is a 501c3 nonprofit benefiting the veteran community. So whether you're active duty, guard, reserve, a veteran, or the family of any of the above, these guys have been financially supporting other nonprofits to bring amazing things to these communities uh, to include Consequence of Habit. So please check them out at thepatriotfund.org. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Tony Nash. All right, everybody. You know, when I do these podcasts and do these interviews, there's most of the time... 
I don't know the person. And, and I can honestly say that this week's uh, guest is someone I consider a friend. I don't know him a ton, but, but from the, the interactions we've had, I feel that we're way closer than we probably should be for, for <laughs> the amount of time that we've spoken. So uh, everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Tony Nash. It's an absolute honor to be here, my friend, right? Like to be on this side, but to be able to talk to you like we talked you know, before we even got started, I have a notebook ready to go because I know you're just going to be dropping uh, bits of brilliance throughout this, our conversation. So thank you. And again, honored to be here. All right. We're going to start off with something you're talking about. Uh, I don't want to be each other's hype man for this entire thing, but but I asked you and I, and I tell this to all the guests, hey, this is a venue for you to come on. I'm obviously going to ask you questions about uh, habits and things that add value to your life, but but everyone's got something to talk about. What what is this something you want to talk about? And you mentioned this journal, and I, and it was I'm like, what? what is he talking about? I want to talk about the night before journal first, and then tell you okay. how pissed off I am about it. Um, <laughs> go ahead and begin. So the night before journal came because I was looking for a journal. For me, there's a lot of different things you can track, um, but I needed something I could do in five minutes before I went to bed that really helped set me up because when I try to journal in the morning, you know, everybody wake up, drink the water, meditate, work out all the things everyone talks about. It just wasn't, I couldn't do that. Um, it was hard for me to kind of like wake my brain up, kind of focus on what I needed to do. But I know I found that I had some time before I went to bed where I had all these thoughts and I could keep up, you know, stay awake with them all or just kind of put them on paper. Um, so the night before journal, and it really focuses on three things. It focuses on a lot of different things, but like, there's a monthly mission, right? And it's mm -hmm. consistent throughout the month. It's not something I can accomplish overnight, but it's some like mission that I'm trying to accomplish. Within the four weeks of each month, there's two objectives each week that feed into that mission. And then daily, there's three objectives that need to get done. Um, and it, it all fuels into the mission. So I have to be very intentional with what I want that month's mission to be. Mm. And there's a timeline there uh, in there. You, you can, whether you do the fillable where you can put in your own time or just, you know, eight to five um, or eight to eight. But there's also the like mental mile, which is like the hardest thing I have to do that day. It might not be like physically demanding, but it might be like mentally demanding where I just need to do it. I keep kicking the can down the road. And if I notice myself doing that, I come back and that becomes a mental mile for the day because most people can run, walk a mile in like 15, 20 minutes. So it's that 20. 15, 20 minutes right there. And then what self-improvement am I doing? And it doesn't necessarily need to be a masterclass or a book that I'm reading, but like maybe I'm being very deliberate with doing more stuff around the house to help out, you know, the ta team ta or task force Nash. Sure. Um, right. And then at the end of the day, I'm also doing an AR. What three things went well, what three things didn't go well. And the, the last block, which is my favorite block is lessons learned. Where am I failing? Uh, because I want to not only recognize failure, but learn from failure. Because if I'm continuing to make the same mistakes, then I have to start asking myself, why am I doing this? And why do I continue to go down this path? Dude, I mean, you're pretty much summing up everything that consequence of habit is, is kind of about. So, um, and then that's where, where I, you know, jokingly, I, I was saying I was pissed off because it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean, this whole thing that, you know, on here we talk uh, a lot about Stoic philosophy and one of the, the, the staples is journaling and you're kind of covering everything. You're, you've got a checklist. You, uh, you, you know, your after action report is, is really just uh, writing your thoughts down on, on um, what mistakes you made and what, what we can do to improve. And that's, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. 
really, seriously. Uh, uh, all right, I'm I'm done. I'm done <laughs> gloating about Tony Nash. I'm gonna, you know, one of the questions is, that, you know, we run a lot of the same circles, so people are gonna know you um, from from Got Your Six podcast. Yeah, very successful podcast. You've had on some amazing guests. I was fortunate enough to be on there, and and to be honest with you, I mean, I had some imposter syndrome just because when I look at the the guest list of people that have have made that vetting process. Um, but you have on, on your title, on your LinkedIn, a life tactician. And that was the yeah. one that kind of stood out to me. Uh, break that. What does that mean to you to be a life tactician? Um, and, and where did you kind of come up with that, that, that title? Right. In the army, um, we always talk about battle drills. It's repetitive tasks you do consistently in the heat of the moment, right? You default to your level of training. So understanding what life tactics mean to you and like what you need to continue to do well and, and how you define success, right? Because there's far too often people fall and like, I need to do this, this, and this in order to be successful, but it's not always that linear, right? You need to sometimes do a fail at B, go to Z, and then you're at E and that line is, is, is crazy, but you can only start achieving that by looking at what makes sense to you and how you define success. Like if you want to be the, you know, a top tier beekeeper and you are, you know, not, you know, you're not doing things to do that. Like you're not happy with yourself. Um, and we'll probably continue to dive into like being authentic because it's a constant struggle that I have to deal with. And I'm, I'm constantly questioning who I am, who do I want to be? Um, and it's not just me, right? It's like, I have a wife who's just a total badass, uh, and I'm honored that we're doing this journey together. And, you know, as kids kind of come into the fold of that, what does that look like? And how does that continue to define what success looks like? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I think it was last week we talked on the phone and, you know, you brought up the word define, well, you brought up the word authenticity and defining success. And when I first started talking to you, I, you know, obviously, like, like everyone, you, you know, you start the stalking thing, you start doing a little deep dive into to each person. And, and I see that you've got, on the surface, you've gone down route, routes before where, that look like complete success. And it was more along the fitness side and, and uh, you had a big following. Uh, but, it, but it looks like you've kind of backed away from from that side of the house. And, and maybe maybe I'm completely wrong by that, but... Is that was that part of that process of of trying something, even though it looks like you're succeeding, it just didn't feel authentic to you? You are a hundred percent spot on. Wow. Um I grew a fairly fairly large, specifically Instagram following in like 2015, 2016, focused on very um selfish reasons of like flexing. I was single at the time, trying to be like a you know, Instagram model actor thing while being in the army, it, you know, talking about it now, it's like, well, where was I going? Where did I think that, but that, I thought that's what I needed to be successful. Mm. Um, and I walked away from the platform for two and a half years and it was really through the gotcha six podcasts and just some other chance opportunities of, and I say chance, but it's really exposure to opportunities and being vulnerable and allowing myself to kind of be out there that I've been able to kind of reclaim what the platform that I want to present and be about and talk about truly what that truly looks like and means. And I, you know, it really comes down to like building the systems and like what you talk about here on COH all the time is 
those habits that ultimately lead to long-term success. Mm. Yeah. There's that connection between uh, an action and an emotion. What did that look like for you when you started to realize like, Hey, this, this isn't who I am or, or, or what I want to be. Um, what did that, what did that feel like? And then what was, was there like a, a like, Oh shit, this is, you know, I, I'm making a, a drastic change. Yeah. Uh, I was shaving. And so, you know, we got to get ready for physical training in the morning. You show up, you have to make sure you're clean shaven, ready to go. And I was shaving, uh, and I was looking in the mirror and I was like, who am I? Right. And like you drop the razor and you're and it was not so dramatic. Right. Sure. But it was just like, and I had, I quit like cold Turkey. Like I wasn't interested in what I was doing. I wasn't excited. Um, and it just felt very superficial and it, it, it got to the point of just like disgust. Like, why did I create something that I'm not proud to say I, I am, it, but it's me. Right. So like this very, like this internal battle that, like I said, took two and a half years uh, of like figuring out and really asking some hard questions of what, what legacy, what do I want to do to kind of give back to people? And that's why I've, you know, try to go the extra mile with kindness and building a platform around veterans, service members, and showing that everybody goes through adversity and we can all kind of learn from one another to get better. Hmm. Man. Hey, what do you think it is about you? Because there's a lot of people, I mean, you're an active duty military officer. That is, that is a full-time, more than full-time job. Um, that, that really is, you know, if we talk about bandwidth, it's going to take a large portion of it. We've been at war for 20 something years, right? So how long you been in now? 12, 12 years, but there's more where there's something that's, that's clawing at you saying, Hey, even though I'm giving a hundred percent to this, when I'm not doing this, there's something that's, that's, there's a calling for me to do something more. Is that something you've always kind of had or is that, is it something that's kind of cultivated over the past, I don't know, 12 years? I think as you start to, we, we consume a lot of different things. Um, and as we continue to consume, I start to kind of see like things that like, what, wh- what did I need? Um, so really sometimes it's like, I'm talking to myself mm. where it's not really like talking to an audience, but I'm just trying to put things out there. But to answer it, has it always been there? I think so. Um, I'm not from a military family, but I'm, I've come from a family that was always about like giving. Like one of my favorite childhood memories was like waking up Christmas morning uh, and like opening one present. And then we went to like a soup kitchen and I still like get goosebumps from that moment um, because it's very easily to kind of get wrapped up and like all that we don't have. But mm-hmm. when you realize what you do have and being grateful for that, uh, that changes the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm learning it's, it's been in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's so counterintuitive. Um, well, I, I mean, I should say it's just a polar opposite and, and this isn't to say, Hey, Tony Nash, the fitness model was a, was a bad thing, mm-hmm. but you, it's, it's so far away from where it got your six podcasts is heading and yeah. the messaging you're, you're, you're putting out now. So, um, well, well, let's jump into that. Let's, let's jump into what is, what is got your six? What is the th- kind of the theme behind it? And, and where did that idea come from? So got your six podcast is a weekly podcast that it, the guests are either currently serving or are a veteran of some sort across the department of defense. 
And it started as six questions, right? Got your six when you're in contact or you're trying to yell directions um, in, in, you know, combat zone, you give out directions where they are on a clock, right? So your six is your back and having someone else's back. I was like, all right, so how do we do that? How do we have other people's backs? Well, it's through talking about things that maybe we don't always talk about, right? Cause it's, it's very easy to focus on success, but not a lot. It's very much, it's much more difficult to have successful people discuss their failures because you don't want to listen to somebody um, who's a billionaire, who's going to tell you to save money by like not drinking lattes. Yeah. Um, you, you, you want to learn from, you want to understand people that you can see yourself in, um, through in you, they motivate you to be better. And then that inspiration comes internally. So that's the gotcha six podcast. It started as six questions. Um, and the six questions are still kind of there, but now it's much more of a conversational and piece that goes back and forth. And we're making sure we're highlighting stories. Cause as you know, right. Being a veteran or a service member, we don't like to always share about ourselves, right? It's a very selfless act. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel there's a lot of learning lost that we can all kind of share amongst ourselves. There's a couple of things I want to unpack there. Uh, one, you said you know, to, to motivate people, they have to be able to see themselves in the person that, that is motivating them. And I think uh, as great as some of the, the, the big names out there at motivating people within the, the veteran community, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think there's a lot of people that, that, are, that almost feels like they're looking at a different species uh, because what they put out is, is so far above and beyond. And, and what people don't see is that process, right? Like those, that, that, that saying, you know, little hinges swing big doors. You know, yeah. there was a lot that went into them getting to where they are. And I think you, uh, I think you miss inspiring a lot of people um, by by not talking about that uh, as well. Um, and then the other thing that you just said is when we talk about vulnerability, that's what like there's a couple of things in my mind that break down barriers. It's vulnerability. Um, it's it's a shared connection and. And laughter, like comedy gets people that will drop drop a barrier. Uh, Who are some of the people that really, really motivated you? And it doesn't have to be military. I mean, it could be anyone. You you, you just looked at them and had some shared values and really wanted to emulate and and be like that person. I will will go to somebody who motivates me now. Um, It's actually Pat McAfee, the former kicker of the Indianapolis Colts who throughout his life has continued to bet on himself, right? Whether it was in high school, when he showed up at that seedy uh, Italian restaurant and went down the basement and won, won money in a poker game to then go to go kicking camp and then got picked, got recruited by West Virginia. Um, and then betting on himself again, once in the NFL, it just, you start to see it's repetitive patterns over and over and over and over again. The opportunities are different but the exposure is the same, right? He, he's been able to bring people along with him um, throughout that journey, right? The people he grew up with, his family, um, and he's conti- constantly taking care of others. Uh, so he's one that absolutely stands out to me that sometimes people are like, that doesn't really kind of connect with the military. And it doesn't need to be like, no. you need, you find people, like you said, right? That you see that you want to inspire because it's all about kind of bringing 
bringing as many people along on the, on the journey as you can. Uh, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a responsibility. Um, yeah. it, it's a price of admission, right? If you're just doing this alone then then you're missing half of it. Um, so yeah. I, I was a little nervous. I, I, when you first said, I got confused about which McAfee you were talking about. And, and oh. yeah, I, I don't know. yeah, very different people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're going to have to cut this early. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, obviously that was instilled with you by your parents as well, as far as uh, uh, service yeah. work. Where, where did you, where did you grow up? So being from Buffalo, New York, right. Um, my, my father committed suicide when I was uh, in high school. So it was me, my mom and my sister. Um, and it wasn't always the easiest upbringing. You know, she was a, te- she was a teacher by trade. Um, but I continued to be exposed to a lot of different communities uh, and events that constantly shaped like i went to uh you know inner city school where i my football coach was a west point grad which then allowed you know he planted the seed of hey you should probably look at west point i was like i don't know anything about it but the more i found out about it the more i absolutely fell in love with it and that was really the first time that i had imposter syndrome because like i was like they don't want me but there's a there was a voice that was a lot louder in the back of my head that says we're going to keep trying this until we get the hard no um I remember getting the like acceptance packet super thick. And I leaned over, I looked at my mom. I was like, man, they go out of their way to like really reject you. Uh, (laughs) You know, Um, you know, being like a boy scout, the Eagle scout, like going to camp and then having those like male influences in my life, doing extracurricular activities. There's just something about when I have a purpose, man, I feel if you don't mind me like cursing a little bit, I have at it, man. Uh, I feel fucking unstoppable. Yes. But when I don't, and I'm just kind of floundering, I, I feel, I feel worthless. Like I'm not giving my all and it shows up across the board. And it sometimes takes like, and then I have to balance how can I continue to show up for those that I care about Mm -hmm. while fulfilling my purpose. So I need to constantly check alignment. And that's again, another piece why the night before journal helps me so much. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes me nervous about myself sometimes, right? Because it's it's like all or nothing. You got to go a hundred percent towards this thing. Uh, at sometimes, I'm not paying attention to other things that I probably should be. Uh, but yeah. if I don't have that, it kind of it puts me mentally in a place. Uh, you know, some people are just kind of even keeled, right? They're across that 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 homeostasis. They're just they're just flat. They're um, and and that's you know, that's, that's not me. That certainly doesn't sound like it's you. I, and I think if it's channeled in the right direction, it's a super positive thing. That's what success, a lot of successful people have. Um, it hasn't happened to me yet, but that checks in the mail. Um, <clears throat> I would, I think, I think that check has come a couple of times. Ah, I'm just messing. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and this isn't just to, to, to dwell on, on, on tragedy, but you obviously went through an insanely uh, a tragic thing in a very pivotal time in your life, right? For for a lot of people, that's a crossroads that can that can go one or, or, or two ways. Um, I'm going to say that for a good portion of people, that uh, that trauma could really influence. Uh, their entire adult life from that point on. And I'm sure in, in one as you know, one, a couple of aspects, it, it certainly has, but what do you, what do you credit 
um, and maybe you've already mentioned it as far as Eagle Scouts, but what do you credit about really saving you and keeping you um, uh, grounded in, at a time that, that had to, I mean, if just had to feel like your foundation was ripped from under you? Uh, absolutely my mother and then failure, wow, wow. right? Because like you talked about the crossroad piece and personally, I was at a very good school um, that was top tier. And I started going down the, you know, the path of, of least resistance where I just didn't, I didn't give a fuck. Um, and it got to the point where I had to make the decision because the decision was going to be made for me very soon after the fact, uh, I needed it a change of environment. Mm. And I had just fortunately been, I was playing football at the school I ended up graduating from, but go, you know, Bennett high school. And it, it was my lifeline. Mm. Uh, and I didn't know it at the time sure. because I, I needed to go and really do a hard reset of where I was at, what I was doing. And I found myself so willing to throw, to go into different opportunities that I would have never considered um, at the first high school. Mm. And it, it helped me find purpose. It helped me discover who I was and it really helped me to heal yeah. uh, through the trauma. Sure. Sure. Did athletics is obviously anyone who's, who's seen you. I mean, there's a reason you've, you've got a big following around the fitness industry. Has that positive habit or are there other positive habits? Um, have you, have you ever found they've, they've bled into, uh, things that, that, you know, on the surface should be a, a positive habit, but become a negative. Yeah. And it, I think it comes down to doing less better. Right. And not like, right. Doing less better, but it's like doing less and doing that better than trying to take on this like ton of weight, right? Like you can just stack up and try to one rep max your back squat every day, all day long, but that's going to beat you down. You have to look at systematic training and doing it in the right way. Sure. You can build to increase your one rep max, but if you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, uh, because you think you can, it's going to break you down because you're going to have to focus on like mobility and across the board. And that analogy, you know, I, I apply to my life. If I'm not mobile, right. Adaptable to my surroundings and my environment, there's other gaps that I have to look at and really kind of check myself. Yeah. We, we just did, uh, as you know, you were, you were kind enough to be one of the first people that reached out after our, our seminar, our workshop. And it was, a, you know, a large portion of it was, was mobility. And, Man, there's just so many of us. You could see it. You know, on the surface, we're doing it. We're, hey, these are veterans. They're first responders. They're fit. Um, but it's just there's this massive like Achilles heel of of not being able to move functionally. Um, so I, I I don't know if that's exactly what you're talking about. I might have just put it to the yeah. actual physical side. Um, so so you get in West Point, right? You yeah. get, did you play football at West Point too? I didn't know. Okay. My, that same football coach uh, called there and said, Hey, don't let him play sports. Right. Because, and that was huge for me because there was such a gap in where I was coming in from. Right. And I needed to challenge myself where I spent hours in the library, you know, trying to just get by and do what I needed to do. Um, but that goes to what you talked about earlier, right. That overnight success where success doesn't happen overnight. But for somebody to just be like, hey, oh, you make that look easy. Like that's a massive compliment. 
And I think some people take it for granted. Like, no, you got to see all this work. Like that means I'm, I'm doing something well and I've practiced it and I've honed my craft. Um, Cause it's very easy for, I know you've kind of fallen into this camp too, right? Like, like I could do this so much better, but I need to be exposed to it longer in order to get better. Yeah. All right. We're going to cut away for a second here for a little housekeeping. As you all know, I'm a huge fan of beer without my, my love of beer and, and especially the leaded kind. I'm not even quite sure of this whole consequence of habit thing, whatever it came to be. But at some point, uh, me and alcohol decided we had to part ways. Luckily, there's a company there called Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing makes the finest non-alcoholic beer, uh, in my opinion, on the market. They've been a part of my journey for a long time now. So if you guys like beer, you like, and I'm not talking crap beer. If you like crap beer, just go ahead and you can just fast forward this. But if you like good beer, then do yourself a favor. Log on to athleticbrewing.com. Use the promo code capital C-O-H-20 and get 20% off your first order. Let's back up. So you go to West Point. Yeah. You are, you, like you said, it was, it was football is one of these things that kind of helped save you during, during a really troubling time. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Would you? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I'd say football was part of it. I, I was like, um, I was a B plus uh, athlete. Okay. But I still had to be part of your identity. So when you go into West Point yeah. where you're talking about imposter syndrome and this thing that you have to feel somewhat good about and they say, hey, you're not going to, don't let this guy even do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, did that fuck with you? Not really. Really? It, it didn't because I don't think like my love really came from like being in the gym and train. Uh, like that's, okay. Okay. that's really what I, and I was, I had access to now like incredible weight rooms, incredible fitness facilities. Um, and the culture that's there is very, you know, a massive part of it is around f- physical fitness. Sure. Um, cause you want to be in a foxhole or, you know, in combat and you can't help other people. Right. So there's a huge component of physical fitness and that allowed me to try to different things. Right. So like 2007, I, um, there was like different groups that would meet to do physical stuff. That's how I, like, I f- fell in love with CrossFit, mm. um, and people can say what they want about CrossFit. And I absolutely respect different opinions, but for me, it's worked out well. It's allowed me to continue to train and do a lot of different things um, and have exposure to a lot of different modalities that I had absolutely no clue about when I was in high school. Yeah. I wish I'd honestly, I, I wish I'd kind of stumbled across and I was living out in Sacramento. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got out of the military in 2000 and I think it started off out somewhere right around that area. Yeah. And uh, I, to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are just intimidated uh, because we're getting back into getting back into things like mobility. Um, you know, tell somebody to do an overhead squat who, who has a hard time even getting their hands above their, their head completely. Uh, it's, it's, it's a daunting task, but there is no doubt that there is so many benefits in it, but you know, just like anything, anything that grows fast and it's the wild west for a little bit. There's going to be some issues, but um, I think for as far as the military side goes, I mean, you you can't. Be, I think you'd be hard pressed to find something that works better for functional fitness and warrior fitness. Would you Would you agree? I would. I, I would. I wouldn't go so far as like it's for everybody, mm-hmm. but some sort of fu- yeah, functional, functional fitness is absolutely because at the end of the day, right? Like I'm a weapon system. Yes, um, I like that. Right, and if I'm not taking care of my equipment, cleaning it, 
making sure it's put away in the same spot, um, looking for cracks, breaks, tears, what have you. At some point, I'm going to need that equipment. I'm going to need to use my mind, my body. And if I can't use it to the skill that I need it to be performing at, I'm in a very sticky situation. Yeah. Yeah, t- Tony, one of the things I've picked up on, on or from you in our conversations, and it, and it kind of goes back to my first question, and, and that's the, the life tactician, is you do look at things tactically. Um, we talked about, uh, you know, like, where are we going? Brand, building a brand, because at the end of the day, whether it's a nonprofit, what, what, a podcast, whatever it is, there's a, uh, there's a lot of noise out there. And how do you, how do you get through that and, and people get people to actually see what you're doing? Um, what is your tactical plan? Where is, uh, got your six heading? What are like, you know, what, what are your overall goals? You got 12 years in, I imagine you've got another eight and then you're, you know, the, the yeah. idea of punching out is there. Um, what's, what's your future look like? I don't know. And that's, what's exciting. Like, I mean, I obviously have a plan, but like going back to the tactician, right? Like the, the tact, the tactician piece of it is like being very good at skills and drills routines. Um, but another part of it is also that strategy, right? Like this isn't a three month, a six month, this is a 10 year play, right? Because I want to keep this going because I enjoy it. I find purpose in it. Um, some people find purpose and passion in playing video games or, you know, fantasy football. Love that. Do you boo boo. Um, but th- this is something for me that like, I absolutely love, like I get excited. I circled our date right now because here and now you and I are having a conversation and then we get to share with other people. Hopefully they like at least what you're saying. I'm kidding. Um, but you know, like it, it's a, it's a 10 year play. Um, and where that goes, like, who knows? I could say, I want it to go down one way. I want to just keep showing up. That's what the, that's what the, that's what the strategy is. That's what the tactic is. Continue to produce episodes as much as humanly possible. If that sometimes means I'm recording an episode on a Friday night to punch out on Monday morning, that's, that's the way it's got to go. Yeah. Right. Because my commitment is to the community, to the Sixers, um, that I'm going to keep showing up as long and they're going to, you know, hopefully keep listening, get some stuff from it so they can share with their battle buddies. You know, I, th- I think the reason that, that, uh, that's going to come to fruition and, and it goes back to the word of uh, authenticity. And I, and I got this even the first time I talked to you, uh, over the phone, uh, your energy is contagious. You have a, Tony Nash has got a shit ton of energy. And, and to the point where at first I'm like, I mean, I like, is this, is this like, is this real? And then the more I've listened, dude, there is no doubt that you love what you're doing. And yeah. it, when, when people, uh, you feel that, right? And and when people understand that, then um, people become vested in what you're doing. And I think that's going to do, you know, just continue to to grow. Um, out of out of the the, you know, when you started this podcast thing, what does that look like when you? Because you're an officer in the military. Like, what yeah. does that look like? You go to me like, hey, do you, just so you guys know, I'm going to be also doing this thing on on yeah. you know where I'm talking to uh, thousands and or people, thousands of people are listening. Um, what, what was their first reaction uh, when you told them? I was at a place. So at the time when I started, uh, I was at grad school. So I was okay. studying urban planning uh, at Cornell, go big red. And um, it, I wanted to make sure not only 
was the individual guest covered, but I was covered, right? That's why there's double disclaimers yeah. on both ends, uh, making sure like, hey, these are opinions of the individual, not of an organization, not on behalf of an organization. I don't do interviews in my uniform. Um, and there's podcasts that are military sponsored. Mine is not. It's just a, you know, a passion project. Sure. Um, so it, it's making sure I am not only representing myself well, um, I, I can have challenging topics in discord um, and, and approach different ideas and thoughts, but it's all done from a place, like you said, of authenticity and respect. Yeah. Getting back to habits. Um, obviously we talked about the, the, um, the night before journal. What does Tony Nash's day look like other than the, the journaling? What are the habits that, that have had the most impact in your life and, and maybe follow up on that with some habits that, that maybe have, have compromised your, kind of held you back at, at times. So being deliberate, this is kind of as a content creator, being deliberate with my consuming rate versus my producing rate. Dude, right? It's very I, easy to just kind of, go ahead. I need you as a life coach. Just, just, <laughs> just go ahead. Go ahead. right. It's so easy to death scroll. Um, and like I, right. You, this is how it goes. I open up Instagram. I go through Instagram. Like I need to get off Instagram. I close Instagram. I open up LinkedIn. I'm doing that. And then it's like, close it. Then it's Twitter. Then it's, you know, Reddit. And it's, you know, TikTok. And then you start again, like, oh, what was that thing in Instagram? And you don't even know that you're doing it until you're like in it. And you're like, how an hour went by, right? Like I, I asked my wife from time to time, like, how is it blank time at night? Like, oh, because I, you know, I fucked around this afternoon and I, I wasn't, productive or I didn't do something that was meaningful to me. So I wasn't able to be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I feel gutted that I lost that time. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, I mean, cause that's counterintuitive. I mean, it happens to me. I'm on here talking about consequence of habit and then I'll, I'll waste this huge block of time on, on, on fucking Instagram or something. And it makes me feel um, like, like I'm not being authentic, you know, right. you know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I do respect people that just, I mean, obviously if you're just doing a podcast that this doesn't really work. Um, but like in the nonprofit world, they're, they're not, they're not on social media. They're, they're just, they're just doing right. They're just doing, doing, doing. And then I'm constantly going back and forth on that. Like, yeah, but is the, is the return on investment of getting the word out there worth it? how much is it compromising me because I'm not following through on, on certain things? Um, do you have these, these internal battles with, uh, with the, with the different platforms out there? Well, yes. And that's kind of like, again, to go back to the night before journal, I needed to build a system that was functional and efficient for me to manage and collect my thoughts and then take that data. Same thing with creating content or looking and scrolling right? Like part of being a content creator is you have to kind of see what other people are doing, but being intentional about it, right? It's just like, it's great to read, you know, all the books in a library, but if you apply none of what you've learned, the argument could be made, you just wasted your time, mm. right? Why do, why do books exist? Like authors produce these books, like it's all of their best ideas and thoughts that they put together and they put it out there. Um, and you can pick out any book, right? And be like, and that, that was kind of a turning point for me because I used to like track books 
Hey, I read this many books this month, you know, this, right. And then I started doing like notes, like, all right, I got to make sure I take notes. Right. And then I got to the point where I was like, no, I don't need to do any, I, I, I enjoy tracking the books because then I can reference it. But what I need to do is be able to take one thing from every book, just one. And if I try to do more, you know, maybe it'll, it'll repeat it, But like, what is my main takeaway for where I am in my life that forced that said, Hey, you need to really read this, right? I should understand what they're talking about. Yeah. Implementing that stuff. Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I read Atomic Habits more than once and then yeah. I realized I wasn't implementing any of it into my life. Right. So I'm like, yeah, um, well, you're right. I, I can say I'm well-read in, in certain aspects, but, but if you're not incorporating it into your life, I and this is going to show my, my age, but, but when I was a little kid, I was, I'd watch GI Joe all the time. And it always ended yeah. with uh, no one's half the battle. And, <laughs> and, and it's the truth, right? Like you it is. know it, but it, unless you're incorporating it into your life, well, um, it's kind of pointless because it, yeah. if you didn't know, at least you can claim, um, ignorance to it. But, but the fact that you know it and, and aren't implementing it into your life, that's, um, yeah, dude, uh, man, I need, I need more. T- I, I'm just going to, I'm going to take sound bites from this and I'm going to be playing this uh, for myself uh, when I wake up. But um, has the, the, the podcast, I know at one point you were talking about, and just tell me to shut up and we'll edit it out, but, but uh, Not at all. Uh, even transforming part of this podcast or, or into more, uh, into yeah. another aspect, a story or something along those lines. Is that, am I correct in, in saying that or no? Yeah. Right now I'm looking at probably doing a secondary podcast, maybe like a monthly thing where we bring in a guest um, from outside the military, um, like a big name, but it's not so much their big name, but it's really people view them successful um, and having a very short conversation with them about something maybe they don't always talk about but is extremely like foundational in their success. Uh, see, I, I love that, man. I, I literally just hit up uh, somebody who's got a huge following and I, and I don't, I don't want to say their name yet. Cause I'm, it's, I'm not quite sure if it's going to happen, but I said, Hey, I would love to have you on the podcast. And it's somebody that's, that's in, in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. So they're sober. Um, but they've also gone on to achieve unbelievable, not, let me, let me rephrase that. They're sober and they also have done these, this the amazing thing. So they've been in jail, jail at one point in their life and, and other times they're, uh, you know, very successful. Wow. And I said, I want to come on, I want you to come on and I want to hear your story. And his response to me was, I'll come on, but it has to be an interview, not me telling my story. And I was like, hell yes. Hell yes. Let's go. I go Let's go. I go, man, listen, um, I don't want a fucking Ted talk because yeah, yeah. if, if people want to hear just that, they can go to YouTube, right. And they can watch everything else you've ever put out. Um, it's these conversations that, that make things, I mean, that's, that's what, that's, what's real. And I love the idea of picking something that, that helped them grow and, and help them kind of achieve to, to, to where, where they are, um, up now. Do you have any names already that you're kind of thinking uh, along the lines? Yeah. Um, but to go to your point real quick, sorry, it, it's, it's the value piece, right? And constantly seeking out to connect others to value. Um, I, I break it down like this, right? There's three things that everybody really, at the end of the day, kind of look for. Motivation, validation, and permission. 
And if I'm able to attack one of those two, three is massive, right? Any of those is a success. Um, that allows someone to say, Hey, I got this. I can do this. I can go down, take on this challenge. Who knows? You know, I might fail, but like, I at least have some data points at the end of the day. Right. Um, everybody's like, everyone likes to say, it's not my first rodeo. Uh, usually you need about three rodeos, right? Like one, one failure is a data point. Two is a line. Three is a trend. So you need to constantly, you know, iterate and look at ways to approach sometimes the same problem um, from different vantage points to be successful. During your interviews on these podcasts, you're obviously connecting with people. Has, have there been conversations or has there ever been times where you've questioned why you're doing, and then someone has contacted you that that's listened, that you had no idea was ever listening telling you that they found some value in, in the conversation? I've never, the first part, no, where I haven't been able to like learn from someone else's story and been like, oh, like that's, that's interesting or huh, right? Like, but the, the second part of the question, um, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly, constantly blown away by people that are listening. Like, I'll be like, you're a sixer? Let's go. Uh, like I get fired up just like, you know, I'm, I know you're the same way with COH, right? Like somebody says they listen to an episode. There's this part of like, at first it, it, it's like, there's like a spectrum, right? At first it's like slight embarrassment, which quickly fades and then becomes appreciation. And then you feel like, all right, I need to keep doing more of this because it's, it's, it's helping somebody and I'm, I'm living the mission I set. Yeah. It's yeah, it 100%. And it's always, I don't know if it's just the universe conspiring um, or or, or helping me out. It's always happened at a time for me where things were, were in my own mind, were at a low, right? Because you don't always get back. um, This is, this is probably not gonna be surprising to people, but there's a shit ton of podcasts out there. So when people are like, ah, dude, you must have like thousands of people downloading every time. I'm like, no, no, no. I wish I honestly (laughs) do. uh, But that's not reality. Yeah. Um, so there were times throughout this where I started to question, uh, am I, is this just an echo box? Am I j-? And then I would get a message from somebody and it, and it was, the message would be, Hey, can you put me in touch with somebody, uh, that, that, that came on? And then there are times I was privy to those conversations where I was just happened to be uh, attached to the email. And that was, that was like fucking rocket fuel for me. Like that's yeah. what I needed. I'm like, oh God, man, that's there's there's a reminder. I don't need a bunch of money from selling me undies or mattresses or any of that other kind of stuff. Keep keep sending, keep seeing emails like this. Every I should say every now and then, and I'll do this until the day I die. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, I mean, organizations and teams do the same thing, right? Like Instagram didn't start off as Instagram. It was like a spinoff of Yelp that like found its niche with you know pictures and that turned into what it is today. You know, people look to name someone, Gary V, right? Any successful YouTuber, content creator, whatever. Like they started with a very specific thing, gained trust. They were authentic in their delivery and they've been able to branch out into multi, multi, multi different venues and approaches and, you know, massive organizations. All right. My last question 
the content that you're putting out, and I'm not talking about just the audio, I'm talking about it as a package. It's about as pro as it's, you know, I, like, I, I, honestly, I'll be intimidated. I'll look at like, just, I mean, it'll be some, it'll be like a, a, just a post, but, but the artwork all, where the, where did you learn to do all this stuff? I had to force myself to be in other circles, uh, right? Studying people that do graphic design, understanding creative directors and kind of their approach. And it's, first off, thank you for saying that. Um, and then second, it's like, it's, it's great, but it can get better. And I, I love, I went through my phone the other day for the first time since I got it. And I was kind of clearing out old pictures and things like you screenshot books you want to read and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And I was looking at the evolution of the last year of the podcast and like where it started and what I thought was like the shit, like I thought this was great. And then I look where it is now. And I was like, this is the same thing. Um, you know, so it's, it's really kind of sometimes looking back and like appreciating how you continue to grow and learn it. And then that commitment to continue to show up is so hard. And that's really the, that's really the game, right? Like if you really want it, you keep showing up. Um, I had a, a quick story. Um, so yeah. in grad school, I, uh, I was in a class to be like a sports agent, right? It was part of Cornell law taught by a former GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he talks about this kid, um, young, right. Just coming out of college and wanted to work for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he showed up the first day and like, he found out when the GM was coming in and brought him like coffee donuts and like some tapes, right? Like feedback from the tapes. He's like, Hey, da, 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 da. And the guy was like, no, we don't have a job for you. You know, get lost. The dude showed up for another like three weeks every day. Same thing, different, different plays, you know, different evaluations of tape, just trying to look to be a scout. And then, you know, obviously you gotta, you gotta understand your environment, but by showing up and showing, providing value to other people, man, that is incredible. Cause then you're allowed, you, you, you get the ability to do what you do, right. Is connect people together. And I've been fortunate to have amazing guests on our podcast because of our connections. Yeah. You know, and I look forward to the day when I can do that for you too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's coming. You know, I, I listened to, to, um, I listened to a book, the the third door. Have you heard that one? I've heard of it. Okay. I haven't read it. So, so the concept is like you pick a nightclub, right? There's, there's the front door. There's the, where everyone stands. There's the back door where all the VIPs kind of come through. And then, but there's always, there's always a third door. There's always a, a way in. And, and they're talking about Spielberg and how he, mm. He he'd gotten a pass, and I'm going to butcher this. So anyone who knows this this story, uh, I apologize now. But he he'd gotten a pass to uh, to get on on premises in Hollywood at the studios, and um, he just kept showing up every single day and and waving at the security guard. Hey, how's it going? So you went his pass, ran out. He got so got in his suit, got his briefcase, and he just kept showing up, showing up, showing up. And and at some point, you know, he's talking to the right people. And you're right, it's consistency. And that's going to lead into, you know, it's not too often. I, I, I know exactly what my big takeaways are from a conversation. Um, and, and something I've really gotten from this, Tony, is building a process, having a process in place. And when I just was talking about the graphics and, and you said, oh, I appreciate it. And, I, and they, they're, they look a lot better than they did, but they can get better. 
And it's that evolution. And that's something I always have to be reminded because a lot of times we'll, I'll do something and I'll put it out there and I have a little bit of, well, in my mind, success with it. But if I don't change it, it'd be every, like everything in our life, it becomes stagnant and it has to constantly change, constantly change, get better. And, and honestly, man, I, 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 I mean that I, I, that's, I'm, I'm going to walk away from this. Like I said, I have a flight later today and I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be thinking about this and, and how to, how to evolve my process, how to get it better. Um, Tony, where, where can people, where can people find you? Where can they get more, more content, more nuggets of wisdom? Like they heard here. Uh, I get all the bits of billions from you. I got notes down here. Uh, but to find me, the Tony Nash, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, um, that's where you'll be able to find me. And then of course the gotcha six podcast, uh, it's G O T Y O U R the number six, and then pod again on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, love, love to have, you know, anybody be a six or reach out and just say, Hey, I love what you're doing. Or I don't, I don't appreciate what you're doing. I, I would love to have that conversation either way. I love it, man. And we're going to have all those, those links in the show notes. Um, I appreciate you taking the time just so everybody knows I hit up Tony this morning, this morning. And I said, Hey, uh, last minute, but you got any time today. And, and he, he made it happen for us. So I appreciate everything you're doing. I appreciate you coming on and, and I appreciate our friendship, man. I look forward to, to a lot more conversations. So do I. I look forward to seeing you in Delaware, brother. All right, brother. Everybody, that's a wrap. Like always, thanks again for checking this out. This show is brought to you by the team here at Consequence of Habit and is an arm of our 501c3 nonprofit. The show is produced and edited by the one and only Anthony Palmer. It is part of the Palm Tree Pod Company network of podcasts. That's it. I'll catch you guys next week.